Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Broadcasting from the Annie Up Studios. It's the longest running poker podcast for the everyday poker player with your host, Joe Scale. Hello, A team. It's Friday, September 29th. Welcome to the Annie Up Poker Podcast, where every hand is an opportunity, every player is a friend, and every episode is a winning experience. I'm your host, Joe Scales, and as you can tell, my voice is a little rough. However, I promise this is the worst it will sound. When we got home from our last trip, I tested positive for COVID, but I'm feeling okay. My voice sounds worse than I feel right now. And I managed to get the other segments done before my voice sounded like this. (laughs) We definitely dropped some big news in the Table Talk segment today, so... Listen closely to that. We're also coming up on that game for our Patreon fans. So if you haven't signed up for Patreon yet, please go do that. I really want to see a lot of people in that game. We have some good giveaways for random players in the game as well as prizes for the winners. The Patreon level needed to play in the game is $10 and I promise you, this is a chance to get way more than that back. I mentioned that big news that we have coming up in Table Talk. Our Patreon members will get discounts for that as well. Plus, we do giveaways and fun stuff randomly for the patrons. In fact, last week we gave away a sweatshirt to Ed Gill. I've already talked to him and got his shirt size, so he has a nice Annie Up Poker Podcast shirt coming his way, and the next winner could be you. Or... Maybe you win that private poker game on PokerStars and take home a prize package there. Patreon is my way of creating an even closer community and having the ability to grow something bigger together. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash anti-up-poker, A-N-T-E-U-P-P-O-K-E-R. Now a word from our show sponsor, Manscaped. Can you smell the pumpkin spice in the air? (laughs) That means it's fresh face fall. And nobody else can give your face the attention it needs like our friends at Manscaped. That's right. The ones that revolutionized the the below the belt grooming are here to help with their brand new handyman electric face shaver. This is designed to give your face that smooth finish without the mess of a wet shave. It's the perfect tool for men with any beard length. Whether you're lining up your neckline or taking it all off to feel the autumn breeze, (laughs) join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code ANTIUP20 for 20% off and free shipping. Don't be a bad apple this year. Choose Manscaped and get 20% off with free shipping with Annie Up 20 
at manscaped.com. That's all I have, so let's get on with the show. Find out what conversations are happening around the poker table with Table Talk. We are back around the poker table with L and hey guys. and we have special guest with us. I've been talking about bringing more people around the table because it's great whenever we have more conversation. And joining us this week, we have Bob Popper from our Midwest Ambassador. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for speaking in Southern so we can understand you, Bob. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure that y- y'all understood what I what we talked about here. But uh, hey, it's 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 great to be back on board with you too. And uh, oh, hey, speaking of on board, Joe, take it away. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, Bob. <laughs> we do have we do have some really fun news. Everywhere we've gone, everywhere the uh, conversation that everybody wants to talk about is when are poker cruises coming back. Well, they're coming back. 2024, baby. <laughs> October 14th through 18, 2024. Mark your calendar. The uh, return of Antioch Poker Cruises is officially happening. We could not be more excited. We have 125 staterooms aboard uh, Carnival Cruise Line, and they're going to go quick. So uh, get your folks together. Uh, Looks like Bob already has it marked. <laughs> I'm on board. That is just nice. Ours. We cannot wait to sail to Cozumel with you. It's going to be an excellent four days aboard. A beautiful, beautiful ship. We have our own private room. Only Antioch members are allowed. It's going to be separate from the casino. So if you're worried about that, um, do not be concerned. Be excited that you're going to be involved in an exclusive game aboard a carnival ship. That's right. And we'll have the, um, what, two different types of tickets. We'll have the ones that want to play in the main event and those that do not want to play in the main event. If you don't want to play in the main event, you can still come in and you can still play uh, cash games or smaller tournaments. But the main event, it's a $500 buy-in main event. And we've got Stateroom, Ocean View, and Balcony. Right. Yep. Three different levels of rooms. You can be uh, inside the ship, on the outside of the ship with a, an ocean view, or you can actually have a balcony. And I'm glad you mentioned the two packages because if you have a spouse or a partner, someone who wants to join you, friend, family member, anyone who wants to come with you and they don't want to play in the tournament, we've got two different levels there as well. So so in a nutshell, stay tuned to uh, our website, AnnieUpMagazine.com, and also all of our social media pages, because we're going to be providing all the booking information and details. Those are going to be forthcoming. And um, I hope it's okay that I can even share now that it's really exciting that we're going to be able to offer some discounts to our Patreon members. So A-Team, if you haven't joined our Patreon page, check it out, patreon.com slash AnnieUpPoker. And that would be a great time to join if you'd like to join us on the cruise as well, because there's some great discounts out there coming out for you soon. Super exciting. Really can't wait to sail away with the A-Team. And Play Poker Chicago is doing some fun stuff to give away the first seat on the cruise. So 
Bob, what what do they have going on? Well, I can tell you there there's a lot of excitement here in the Midwest and certainly with Play Poker Chicago and uh, Kevin getting involved with Ante Up and you. I was not fortunate enough to participate in any of the cruises in the past, but boy, I just heard a lot about them and how popular they were and how people really enjoyed them. So to reincarnate this is is just a fabulous thing. Kevin is the summer series running, uh, and it's been running for quite some time at Play Poker Chicago. And I believe this weekend at the American Legion in Joliet is the final for the summer series. And the winner is going to be awarded that first cabin or seat or the golden ticket to the poker anti up poker cruise return. We're super excited to hear. Which is on my There's a lot of excitement, I can tell you, around not just there, but uh, Rockford, Windy City, the other charitable organizations that we are involved with here. A lot of people are talking about it. So hopefully we'll book. The 125 rooms, I believe, that we have now on mm-hmm. hold. Yeah. Um, and, and get them filled it's up. It's going to be I, great four days. I'm super excited. And I'm really jealous. If I was in Chicagoland, I'd be driving right out to Juliet to see who that person is and play the cash game and eat that wonderful popcorn they've got there. I had a great time <laughs> earlier this month. Fantastic uh, location. I'll be out there Saturday. I can I can take some get back in touch with you and let you know. Okay, who let me know. Yes, please, let know, please please do that. Let us know who won, but right, but I'll, also see if you can package up some of that popcorn and send it to her because that's all I've heard about since we've gotten back. I will I will fax <laughs> some. Fax over. <laughs> well, Bob, it's also really good to just see you because we uh, we record this virtually as well. It's really nice to see you again because we had a great time visiting you uh, the past month. You can probably hear it in our voices. We have been to fourteen casinos, traveled near and far and wide and have had an excellent time getting to meet people that play poker across the United States. I said to Joe just recently that I love to travel and I haven't even seen this much of the U.S. in this short amount of time. It's been a, it's been a real treat. And everywhere we've gone, people have been welcoming us with open arms. Oh my gosh, where's the magazine? I didn't know it was online. So um, it's been really, really a, a good, really great month for us. It really has. The people that I the people I've talked to here in the Midwest, I know you you started out in Ohio. You saw Jeremy Smith at the MSPT and then came, uh, went up to Toledo, a little detour up that way, and then into Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the folks that, that saw you were just so appreciative of the time and efforts that you guys both put out in coming this way. I know we kind of divided and conquered in Rockford Charitable Games, uh, Jim Sr. was not able to uh, schedule accordingly, and I know you'll see him next time around, but, you know, going to Windy City and to play Poker Chicago, it, it was great. And then getting back out, I think, to, I think you went to Caesars Indianapolis. We did. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we hit the Hard Rock you know, in Cincinnati on the way on the way home. Cincinnati, that, that's a great venue mm-hmm. there. Fire Keepers uh, up in Detroit. Oh, sure. Fabulous. That's, that's fabulous. fabulous. If you didn't. If folks, if you didn't see the pictures of uh, their trip, take a look. And and it was just amazing that you had so much energy to spend so much time <laughs> in so many places in such a short amount of time, and got it all done. Right. 
Well, in this last trip south, New Orleans was a whole different experience. Uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and then heading back west to Baton Rouge was was quite eye-opening, and just being in that part of the country was really cool. Really, really incredible week there. Yeah, and anybody that says poker is dying or dead has not been to the same poker rooms that we have. I'm telling you, there have been packed seats. I'm all across the country. So I've really loved seeing that. I know one of the places you didn't get to go to when you were here was Rivers. You deal with Rivers out your way, but you didn't get to see Rivers in Des Plaines, Illinois. We did miss that one. Emil Patel is the poker room manager there. He actually came from Penn Gaming, Hollywood Casino in Aurora as manager there and went up to Des Plaines. Two people told me recently about the wait list up there. Really? So you talk about poker being dead. One gentleman said he got on the wait list at six o'clock in the evening and got the text that his seat was available at two in the morning. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I said. <laughs> wow. Did he get up and, and go? That, that, <laughs> man, I, 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 I don't know. I, I didn't want to ask him that, but, and I'm sure that's not you know, not representative of all the time, but there are, are weights and, and they have a lot of, ta- I can't remember how many tables they have. It's the same thing at Horseshoe in, in uh, Indiana, uh, in Hammond, Indiana. They're, they have 30 some tables, I believe, and they're just weightless. So poker is not dead. Right. Certainly not. And I can tell you from my experience with Poker Power and getting that one hour tutorial with AJ, I have now joined uh, their social media. I've downloaded their app. Um, They are on a mission to get 1 million women playing poker soon. And they've already had a shout out in People Magazine this week. More power to them. Super excited. If you know a woman who's interested in learning how to play poker, I highly recommend their app and their social media sites because I've learned a lot and uh, certainly am passing that on to my friend group and family. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I know you I know you learned a lot because after your orientation with AJ at Windy City when you were here recently, you came out and played your first, surprised me, <laughs> I did. first in Chicago. We had a little roadrunner sit and go and you played with Joe and a few other people, uh, Frank Ramsey, to name one, who has the biggest bullseyes in the world on his back. <laughs> Good old Frank. Love him. Top of his head and everything. They, they call him the, uh, the lovable Buddha, I think. <laughs> and you did very well in that tournament. We're not going to bring up the, the, the bad beat that someone inflicted upon you with Ace Deuce. Mm, uh, Joe. Seven. I only did that. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We were hoping to have a, a pleasant evening here at home. May not be so much anymore, but <laughs> teasing. I'm teasing. It was a really good lesson for me to learn. Uh, but yeah, just fold. Just fold when I'm in the. Po- <laughs> <laughs> AJ was the one. AJ was the one who was instrumental in in giving you the orientation, and actually was was the reason that I was able to do a little live screen or stream with Joe. Uh, at the Windy City uh, Anti-Up tournament that we had there. And uh, it was really enjoyable. I know Joe and I did two or three hours together. It was, I had done that before. I actually did it with Jeremy Smith and the HPT. Oh, I did it I did it with the James brothers when, when uh, Jeremy was running one of the HPT tournaments. Uh, Kevin James and James Larson. Oh, uh, wow. I think that's his. And, and I did that on the final table and it was, 
it was fun, but with AJ uh, having a personal affair and business to tend to, I was able to to take over and wait until L came back from shopping at the dollar store because they have different dollar store stuff here. <laughs> That was not all dollar trees are equal. Yeah, and um, she was and gone, so, y'all. She, she was gone for so long at these dollar. I also stopped at Super Target, but moving on, I brought phenomenal dinner to both of you, and we had an was- amazing experience uh, <laughs> learning what commentators do day in and day out. Right? I mean, I was. I think Bob, you and I both agreed that one, we couldn't hear anything that was going on. Joe had the headset that could hear everything. So we're trying to have to fill in off of body language and and watching him. And then we're 15 minutes behind. And then there's all these hands popping up. And I think Joe, you've said you went to say it and then they would fold. Right. So I think we all learned a lot about, I mean, I have a lot of respect to, to commentators now for sure, but it was fun. We had a, I think all of us had a good time. I definitely want to do that again. And it was so much fun. I learned so much. We all, I think we all learned so much. Lon and Norman, when they were on, gave me some advice and it made sense after doing it. So, right. Well, I tell you what, I'm sure that, that Kirk would agree that you guys are welcome back here anytime. Uh, and he's going to have some of these championships, uh, again, Windy City Poker Championships on a regular basis. And uh, I'm sure uh, if he doesn't invite you, just invite yourself because we'd like to see you here. It's <laughs> Thank nice. you. There, there are other venues that we'd like to get you into that, that you just weren't by time and logistics able to, to do this time around. So people enjoyed your visits and I'm sure those that did not, were not graced with your presence this time around mm-hmm. would, would certainly welcome you with open arms next time around. And me included, of course. I, I, it was just fun to see you guys. It, it, it's, it's always great to be on board. Well, thank you, thank you, Bob. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a ton of fun. And before we get off of the subject too much, I do want to mention because you mentioned AJ Rudolph with Poker Power. She did a phenomenal job with that whole class. There were a bunch of people that were around that table that did not feel comfortable that then went off and played in the ladies tournament at Windy City and played mm-hmm. and did phenomenally. But I mentioned her because I have to reach out to her because she's agreed that she will come on the podcast oh, and yeah. talk. So Super. we've got to get her on. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. We've got to get her on. I, I have a, 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 a rub the salt in the wound question for you. Oh. Al, I would ask her, what advice she has to avoid a ace seven ace deuce river rat winner knocking you out of a tournament? Absolutely, I think that's an excellent <laughs> question to start out with because I'm still hurt. Knocked out of my first tournament by my husband. Who does that? Yeah, Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Anytime I can help you guys with marital bliss, you just let me. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Well, hey, what about this glowing yellow ball? in Vegas. Like it was an eyeball. It's the largest <laughs> LED screen, if I'm not mistaken, the sphere. the sphere. It's now like this bizarre sun looking emoji that's like winking at people. I mean, why can't they just put the globe or something? I don't know, broadcast a concert that's going on. It's creepy. I thought it was it's creepy. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. But Another family. You were, the first words, right? The first words out of your mouth were, that's creepier than the eyeball. 
it totally is. I mean, I think that there's just so many more possibilities for the largest LED screen on the world. So, well, Vegas, we're watching you. I think we ought to get the anti-up cruise vessel and our logo up on that. I wonder how, who we know that knows somebody there. Wouldn't that be I need to talk to a hacker to get it in there. (laughs) 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 Cause the, the funds, I don't think I've got the funds yet to pay for that advertising, but, (laughs) 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 but, uh, but yeah, that whole trip was phenomenal. Loved it. Um, this trip to, I just want to give a huge shout out to LaBerge. I know we're, we're running oh, late on yeah. time, but I want to sh- give a huge shout out to LaBerge because, you know, they put us up and, and allowed us to go to our first LSU game, which was so fun. And yeah. LSU games are no joke. The tailgate was amazing. The game itself was incredible and met some just super fun people. I mean, college football games are fun anyway, but we really enjoyed it. Thank you, LaBear, so much for treating us to a wonderful weekend at your place and in your town. And that, that casino slash hotel is beautiful. And their steakhouse is delicious. <laughs> and I will also say, I had a great time at the blackjack table. I know we're talking about poker, but... I walked away with some cash in my pocket this weekend. So that was really nice. I forgot the dealer's name or I would give her a shout out because she was fantastic. And I think the last thing I want to bring up around the table, guys, is how about those bills? Because they play poker together multiple times That's a true. week. That's true. Two times a week. And I'm going to see how I can get invited to that game. Well, you guys, hey, you guys have to take care of yourselves now. Uh, that traveling takes a lot out of you. Uh, you, you still have more energy than uh, the next five people that I know, but make sure you take care and, you know, you're planning your travels, you're going all over the country. And, uh, I know people really appreciate the efforts you put out. So take care of yourselves and travel safely. I appreciate that, Bob. We will. Thanks, Thanks Bob. I'm really glad you're around the table with us this week. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks for the it's invite. A pleasure being around the table with both of you. Now it's time for Call the Floor with Elliot Schechter. Elliot Schechter is the poker room manager for Rivers Casino in Schenectady, New York. He joins us each week to say how he would rule on situations that come up in your games. And he's with me again this week. Elliot, how are you? I'm doing very well, Joe. I'm glad to be here. Things are going pretty nicely. How you doing? Good. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We uh, we got back from our trip at Louisiana and and brought uh, a little of the COVID bug with us, but uh, but we've we've been doing okay. Should have brought beignets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been much better for sure. But other than that, everything's going really well. It was a successful trip. Nice. Got to see my first LSU football game, which was a lot of fun. It had to be. And met a lot of great people, as always. But this week, we have a call the floor that was actually posted on our Annie Up Fans Facebook page by Vincent Ferrigno. And he says he was playing a live 1-3 cash game when Seat 2 open ships it for his last $100. 
Seats six folds and shows that side of the table, seats one through five, which obviously includes the all-in player. And the dealer says he needs to show players seven and eight who are still left to act and turns the hand up for the table to see, which I did confirm with Vincent was pocket jacks. Players, player seven folds and player eight says he was going to call with Jack 10 suited, but not with the two jacks exposed. And Vincent's question is, did the dealer have to expose cards before action was completed? Oh, I wish there were enough details here. Uh, The answer is maybe you said C2 open ship. So I'm assuming that uh, the rest of the players next to him were out. We don't, you don't say what C1 was. If C1 was the big blind, obviously he was still in. If C1 had called the bet, he was still in. We don't know if C1, I don't know if C1 was in or out of this pot. So if right. C1 was in the pot in some form and still had cards and was shown C2's hand, the rest of the players who are active are seeing that hand. It, it's not fair for the player in C1 to be able to act with that knowledge without the rest of the players on the other side of the table uh, having the same knowledge. That'd be completely unfair, and that's why the dealer exposed them, I'm assuming. If seat one was not active and had no cards, and then seats three, four, and five were not active and had no cards either, then the dealer showing this hand before the hand was over is completely uncalled for and and was inappropriate uh, to the point where this uh, almost seems like a form of retribution. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. This generally isn't a floor call, although it, it never it's never wrong in a spot like this where things are uncertain to try to stop the dealer and call the floor, although that takes obviously quick thinking, good reflexes, and a compliant dealer, which we don't know we had all three of those at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a little more detail would have been nice. Again, if there was a chance that a live player, I mean, defined as a player with cards that are still live and active, if there's a chance any player with cards still might have seen that hand, then yeah, exposing the hand is probably going to happen more often than not. In a situation like this, show on, show all does apply and should apply. But if none of the players were active who saw the hand, then the hand is to be exposed after that hand is either discarded or has won the pot. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's going to show no matter what. It all depends when it's going to show. Protecting your hand means not showing people your cards regardless. Uh, we'll leave uh, my colleagues from Hand of the Week and the other <laughs> contributors to let you know whether calling off 100 bucks heads up with Jack-10 suited is a smart play. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's a, a hand that plays well heads up. <laughs> Unless you're both pretty deep and you can, you got good implied odds, but we'll leave it to my colleagues to answer that definitively. That's just one man's opinion, I suppose. <laughs> well, I will say I thought just from my reading of it, um, I did think that that the the side of the table that he showed the hand to did not have cards. But again, he didn't expressly say that. It's just my take on it because he stopped saying what action happened after seat eight. Right. 
And that's a good assumption to make. I think we can go with that. And if that is the case, then as explained, uh, the hand's going to be shown after action is complete on the hand and, and the pot has been pushed and played. We're not going to show it before because there's no need to uh, influence the action at that point if nobody can act on the information. So yeah, it's going to be shown. Show one, show all doesn't mean show immediately. Uh, that is not what it means in any way, shape, or form. All of my colleagues out there listening should absolutely know that's not how the rule is supposed to be applied. Once again, I mean, if I'm in C4 and the guy in C3 mucks his cards and and I'm throwing away King Jack in that spot after having folded the last 30 hands and even King Jack's not playable in that particular spot because the guy put a nice under-the-gun raise in, my King Jack's not going to get shown to the table because I show the guy in 3-4 right now. Right. It may be shown after the hand's complete. But it's not going to be shown right there. My showing him the cards it did not affect anybody else's decision. So, yeah, show on show all means, yes, if you show somebody your cards that is not supposed to have the information, your cards will get shown to the rest of the table in some form at some time, not immediately. Right. So I see what Vincent is trying to get at. And if that's the way it went down, that's the way I would have ruled it and made sure that my dealers know how to do this. And again, when, when irregularities occur to the point where they don't happen all the time, dealers and players need to get used to calling the floor. It's easy to let things happen. The dealer's supposed to facilitate. The dealer's supposed to run the game. The dealer's supposed to run the game correctly. Right. And the dealer is not supposed to be making judgment calls. This was effectively a ruling, maybe a fairly innocuous ruling. But apparently not innocuous enough to not get it wrong. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating when things like this happen. Yeah, and, and to your point, if anyone else that saw those cards had cards, that is when uh, the rest of the table would get to see those cards because they would need the same information that the other seat had, right? Precisely. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the game is supposed to remain as fair as possible for everyone seated. Very good. Vincent, I think that's pretty clear. So, you know, let us know if you have any follow-ups on that. But uh, also, if anyone has another call the floor that they would like Elliot to break down, send it to podcast at com. And Elliot, I appreciate you doing this one more week. Oh, you're very welcome. Glad to do it. Love doing it. Please send those uh, questions and, and situations in to us. Absolutely. And, and uh, we'll do it again next week. How's that? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Let's break it down with Hand of the Week. We are back with another Hand of the Week. Patrick, how are you? I am doing well, my friend. Yourself? I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, doing the, the whole, you know, quarantine thing and um, the, the four walls in here are starting to get a little closing in on me maybe a little bit but uh but i'm doing all right i'm doing all right we're gonna nickname it the uh the the, instead of the cupid shuffle we're gonna name it the covid shuffle yeah (laughs) (laughs) quarantine hopefully fingers crossed will be done soon enough you can see the see some sunshine and fresh air there hasn't been a lot of sunshine going around anyway it's (laughs) there hasn't it's been it's been a rough dreary week to say the least (laughs) so if you're gonna be uh confined to indoors now is the time i guess yeah, absolutely. You know, just recover from your trip, you know, down and out, watch some, you know, movies, whatever it is, and then you could. You can get back after it. Yeah. 
I'm trying to catch it. up on some work, actually. But uh, this hand of the week is sent in by Patrick Collins. Nice. Great name. Phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> phenomenal name. We're just going to call him Hero Patrick so that we don't get him. We don't get it confused. I love it. Yeah. He's Hero Patrick, your novice Patrick. We'll just. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> and he says, Hey guys, I played this pot yesterday. Would love to hear some opinions. So we're toward the end of the evening, playing 2 4. The game is pretty loose. Our main villain is a guy that plays about any two. So okay. that's good to know. But he says he hasn't seen him run any big bluffs, though. So we've played a few sessions together now, and he has a tendency to protect his big hands with big bets pre-flop. So that's good to know. I love the background. He lists out all of the chip stacks here, but the main villain that he lists, he says, is sitting in the hijack with the biggest stack of 2290. We're in the cutoff with the second biggest stack with 1690. And everybody else looks like is right around that 400 mark. Okay. And we have the Ace of Hearts, Queen of Clubs. Ace of Hearts, Queen of Clubs in the cutoff. The right. small blind post, big blind post, low jack straddles to $8. So apparently you can straddle from anywhere. Okay. And the hijack calls. So that's our main villain. And it's on us. What do you do? I'm probably calling. Any reason why you just want to call and not raise? Short answer, no. I don't have a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but I guess if you bet, I mean, that can change. I don't. Yeah, you probably should. I mean, I think the the cutoff is a pretty good position to be in. I mean, in this case, you know, things got swapped around a little bit because of the low jack straddling. Yeah. Changed our position pre-flop a little bit. But, But I think in this case... I would typically raise around 40 bucks. Okay. I want to raise, but I don't want to make the pot astronomical. Yeah. Right out of the gate because ace queen offsuit, I mean, that's, it's a good hand, but it can be a trap hand. So, I mean, it looks pretty for sure. Yeah. But I think it can, it can get you in trouble. So I think some people might even go bigger, but I would go 40 here. Okay. Our Patrick Hero. <laughs> raises to fifty dollars. Okay, so he's got he's got the same mindset. Okay, small blind, low jack, and high jack all call. So the big blind is the only one out of there that folded. Thank you for your additional four dollars to the pot. <laughs> and so we've got small blind, low jack, high jack, and us. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Which puts uh, two oh four in the pot, and the flop comes the nine of hearts. Ace of Diamonds, Five of Spades, Small Blind, Low Jack, and High Jack, all check. So what do you do with Top Pair, Queen Kicker? I'm betting 100. Okay. So you change things up there. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't I don't know what was the passiveness there to start with, but that makes it, you made a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got Top Pair and a great kicker. Yeah, I'm feeling very good. At least, you know, there's, you know, about a half pot bet. Yeah. Um, you could even go bigger, to be honest with you. I mean, I had I had between one and 125 in, so $100. So I I also, I definitely want to put some more chips in in right here. 
you know, and I think this is where you, not Patrick, our hero. Novice Patrick. (laughs) I think this is where you can really start to improve your game a little bit too. Yeah. Because, you know, if you really think about in this spot, what is our goal? Our goal is to force at least one or more out with something that's going to, you know, trap us later, you know, pairing off the board or something like that. You know, the someone that happens to be holding a nine or a five right now, and they're like, well, I just can't go in. So a big enough bet there, but nothing too over the top to, you know, screen that we've got something, I guess, even bigger. Although we, I mean, we do have top pair and a second best kicker. So is that about right? Yeah. Okay. I just mean from a standpoint of, in general, think about what it is your goal is, and then size your bet according to that, right? Yeah. Like in this spot, if we if our goal is to get everyone out, then our bet's going to look different than if we want to get it to heads up or if we want everybody in or, you know, something like that. So I think in my, in this case, I want to end it right now. Okay. So, so you're going pot. Yeah. There's, there's 200 in the pot. I feel pretty confident in that flop. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like it can only get worse from here. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and take it down. So I'm thinking full pot or maybe like 175. Oh. So what's a, what's our hero Patrick do? Oof. Hero Patrick bets forty dollars. That's not what we were thinking. Oof. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking it's the end of the night. He doesn't want to do anything crazy. Maybe, but I don't think that's how you should play poker. <laughs> <laughs> Valid, but you also shouldn't, you know, check on the the you know. Right there. So, you know, anyway, all right. So he bets 40. What's, what did he say? If, I mean, here's, well, that, that's less than we made it pre-flop. Yeah, he bet 50 on the pre-flop, and now he's got an even better hand. And it's not even quarter of the pot. If if I'm if I'm sitting across the table from Hero Patrick, then I no longer think this person is confident in their hand, and they're just C-betting because that's what they're supposed to do. I may even raise you at this point. If now, if that's the goal, you know, yeah. if that's your goal, then great, you accomplished it. But if it's not, then that's not even close to a good bet. Did he give <laughs> did he give an explanation on what his thought process was there? No, he didn't. Okay. So we we don't really know. All right. So he bets 40 and everybody calls. Small blind, low jack, high jack, everybody calls. I'm giving Hero Patrick the benefit of the doubt. I'm telling I'm saying in my head he wants everyone to play because he's got the best hand and he wants to take down some chips. And that's, you know, a way to bait everyone in. So you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit. So another what, forty, eighty, one twenty, one sixty, so that's what, three sixty four. Three sixty four. Yep. The turn is the king of spades. Yeah, we don't want to see that. <laughs> the small blind checks, low jack checks. And the hijack now leads out for 200. So when you say you don't want to see that, what uh, what are you thinking? Well, if someone, I mean, at that point, I, my fear is ace-king. Now, before that, that was before that bet. I mean, that was just a thought. I mean, someone, something I've learned throughout this and, you know, playing with you guys and, and doing this, you know, hand of the week is you can start to learn a little bit. You know, it says a lot about your betting. When you bet 40, and everyone calls, you really get nothing out of it. And that's something I've learned from you is like, we have no idea what they have. But then when the king comes out, yeah, there's a quick little worry. Okay, maybe someone does have ace-king, they've got us. 
Now with a $200 bet, I'm really thinking maybe he, he should have bet if he's got ace-king, so he didn't. It, I guess that's a good point is, like, it, we just don't know now because he just called the the $40 bet. What is it saying? Yeah, I, I don't think he has ace-king because he only called the $40 bet. Okay. Also, he said earlier, let me go back up here. He said he has a tendency to protect his big hands with big bets pre-flop. So if he had ace king, I feel like he would have put in a bigger size bet pre-flop. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the ace king out of his hand. I, I really, I really feel like this bet is because of our small bet. Essentially, he could have raised us when we bet, but instead of doing that, he's just leading out the turn. Gotcha. So basically, this is his raise with the goal to get everyone to go away. And I think that basically the hijack is looking at this as, oh, he's not confident in his hand. I think I can take it. Yeah. I don't think he has ace-king, so what does that really do here? I I don't think he's going to have like a king-nine or a king-five, but he did say he could play any two. Yeah. So those might be concerns, but what are you doing? Are you calling? Are you? Yeah, I'm definitely calling. Yeah, I, I think you got to. I mean, you don't know. You would like to know a lot more, but I think you're still calling that bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're a little handcuffed, though, right? We can't. That yeah. that is actually a really good bet sizing by our opponent because it makes it difficult for us to raise. So we have to just yeah. call. We're not going anywhere. But yeah, I don't think we can raise. Small blind and low jack both fold, so we're heads okay. up. So what's 764? Yep, 764. And the river okay. is the seven of hearts. And the hijack bets 400. That's another good sizing bet because at this point, you know, we started with 1690. I think, so the bet's 400. I think you call and make them show. Yeah, it would be hard for me to fold here for yeah, basically. Yeah, I definitely don't want to fold. It's basically what, half pot, right? I mean, it's a little over. Yeah, it's, a little. it's just over half pot. Again, if we start thinking about what they could have, if we remove the ace king, like I said, king nine, king five, I mean, king seven, but that came on the river. So that doesn't seem likely because he didn't, he came alive on the turn. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, king's king something. I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's got two pair though. I don't, I don't feel like it's king jack, maybe. Yeah. King 10. Yeah. I think those hands make sense. Yeah. I don't even know if a weaker ace makes sense. Maybe. If because we didn't show a lot of we didn't we weren't very aggressive on that flop, so maybe. I don't think we have I don't think sets are in, in this at all. Again, he didn't come alive until that king, so Yeah. We have to call and our hero Patrick folded to the four hundred bet. And the hijack shows the ace of spades, ten of spades. So what he turned the nut flush draw with top pair, and that's why he came alive. Uh yeah, that's why he came alive. Because we've got not on the board nine of hearts, ace of diamonds, five of spades, king of spades, seven of hearts. Yeah, I think, I think the question that you have to ask yourself on this one is why only bet forty on the flop. Yeah, it's from just, the get go. Yeah, it's just it's just way too low. You give everybody way too good of odds to outdraw you, right? Yeah. At the end, you're stuck with a one-pair hand and an, the opponent putting pressure on you. 
So I will say though, that's, I mean, that's what I love about this game. Uh, one little, one little change on the flop and makes this entire hand different. Yep. You know, ev- totally. Everything's connected and you have to be looking forward to other streets. So, yep. No doubt about it. That's a great hand of the week though. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for that. And if anyone has another hand of the week that they would like to see Patrick and I break down, send it to podcast at anyupmagazine.com. Patrick, always a pleasure. It was indeed. You uh, you rest up and we will see everyone next week. It's time for Joe's One Outer. Poker is a game of skill, strategy, and psychology. But it's also a game of etiquette, manners, and respect. Respect for the rules, respect for the opponents, and respect for the game itself. Respect for the rules means following the basic principles of fair play. It means not cheating or colluding or angle shooting. It means respecting the dealer, the floor staff, and the casino management, as well as abiding by the decisions made by them. Respect for the opponents means treating them with dignity and courtesy, not insulting, not berating, not taunting or gloating, and even congratulating them when they win. It means not revealing your cards or giving away information that could affect the outcome of the hand, not slow rolling, not string betting, or splashing the pot, and not acting out of turn. Respect for the game means honoring its history, its tradition, and its culture. It means learning its rules and strategies as well as its nuances, appreciating its challenges and complexities. Respect is not only a matter of etiquette, it's also a matter of strategy. By showing respect to the game, you can improve your own skills, knowledge, and your performance. Respect's also not only a matter of etiquette and strategy, it's a matter of character. By respecting the game, you can develop your own confidence, discipline, and your self-esteem. Respect is also not just a matter of etiquette, strategy, and character. It's a matter of honor. By showing respect to others, you can earn their respect in return. Basically, by showing respect in poker, you help build a community that we can all be proud of around an amazing game that we love to play. That's today's One Outer, and that's today's show. I'll see you next week, A-Team, and until then, I'll see you at the tables. The Any Up Podcast is a production of AnyUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at AnyUpMagazine.com or call the show at 540-339-7741. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to editor at AnyUpMagazine.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.